reading from 2 Kings. And it came to pass, when the Lord was about to take Elijah into heaven by a whirlwind, that Elijah went with Elisha from Gilgal. Then Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, I pray, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, I pray. The Lord has sent me on to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. Now the sons of the prophets who were at Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that the Lord will take away your master from over you today? And he answered, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, I pray. The Lord has sent me on to the Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on, and fifty men of the sons of the prophets went and stood facing them at a distance, while the two of them stood by the Jordan. And Elijah took his mantle, rolled it up, and struck the water. It was divided this way and that, so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. And so it was when they had crossed over that Elijah said to Elisha, Ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away from you? Elisha said, Pray, let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. So he said, you have asked a hard thing, but if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you, but if not, it shall not be so. Then it happened as they continued on and talked, and suddenly there was a chariot of fire with horses of fire and separated the two of them. Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. And Elisha saw it and he cried out, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and his horsemen. So he saw him no more. This is the word of the Lord.
A reading from Second Chronicles. At that time, Libna revolted against the rule of Jehoram because he had forsaken the Lord God of his fathers. Moreover, he made high shrines in the mountains of Judah and caused the inhabitants of Jerusalem to commit harlotry and led Judah astray. And a letter came to him from Elijah the prophet, saying, Thus says the Lord God of your father David, because you have not walked in the ways of Jehoshaphat your father, or in the ways of Asa king of Judah, but have walked in the way of the kings of Israel, and have made Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem the dwell the harlot, like the harlotry of the house of Ahab, and also have killed your brothers, those of your father's household who were better men than yourself. Behold, the Lord will strike your people with a serious affliction, your children, your wives, and all your possessions, and you will be very sick with the disease of your intestines until your intestines come out by reason of the sickness day by day. This is the word of the Lord. Weren't quite so thrilled for that one, were you? <laughs> I know it's a diminished response on that one. I'll try a third one. A reading from the prophecy of Malachi. Remember the law of Moses, my servant, which I committed, commanded him in Horeb with all, for all Israel, with the statutes and judgments. Behold, I will send you. Elijah the prophet, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You went for the curse. I I was determined as soon as I realized the setting. Some days ago, I was determined to speak about Elijah. Not much notion of what I was going to say about him. I mean, what do you say? It was bothering me the other night. I couldn't sleep. And I, I prayed. I had a distinct impression that Elijah even tell me what to say. It's just an impression. It's an impression. Today's first reading describes a scene from the ninth century before Christ, the 800s. It portrays a journey that the prophet Elijah apparently wanted to make alone. His understudy, however, a younger man named Elisha, was determined to accompany him. It's a bold young man. He wanted twice as much spirit as Elijah had. That's, that's, that's a lot. The journey began at Gilgal, the place where the Israelites at first encamped after they crossed the Jordan River into the Holy Land. From Gilgal, the two of them walked north-northwest to Ethbeth-El, 
Beth El, house of God. The place where Jacob had had his vision of a ladder reaching up to heaven. It's not clear why Elijah wanted to go to Beth El. I find it an engaging thought, however, to imagine that he hoped to climb that ladder. And so apparently everybody in the story knew it was time for Elijah to leave this world. There's a ladder there. Pretty often it's busy with angelic traffic, but you know, you work your way through. <laughs> At Bethel, our two travelers meet a group known as B'nai Hanabi'im. B'nai Hanabi'im, sons of the prophets. B'nai Hanabi'im. It's a prophetic guild, apparently that had attached themselves to Elijah. In this group, we're probably correct to see an early example of biblical monasticism. And certainly, the Christian monks have always seen it that way. Uh, in the Orthodox Church, Elijah has a big feast day because he's the founder of Orthodox monasticism. Okay. He, was, he was there 900 years before Saint. No, he was there more than 1,000 years before St. Anthony showed up. Elijah. And that's significant. That's very significant, I think. After Bethel, our two prophets, Elijah and Elisha, partly retrace their steps to the south and arrive at Jericho, the very place of passage where Joshua's forces had first entered the Holy Land. Here again, they encounter another group of the B'nai Anabi'in. From Jericho, the two men arrive at the Jordan River, followed by 50 of these sons of the prophets, who watch them from a distance. In imitation of Joshua, and even of Moses at the Red Sea, Elijah parts the waters of the Jordan so that he and his companion walked to the eastern side. It was to that place that the Lord dispatched the chariot of fire to take his loyal servant up from this world. Now it's essential to an understanding of the story to reflect that Elijah does not die. That's very important. Elijah does not die. And in this respect, he is different from all the other biblical prophets. About a hundred years later, the prophet Isaiah was slain by King Manasseh. Isaiah left this world, but he did not leave it empty. Isaiah continues to live on in his recorded prophecies. Isaiah is very dear to the heart of the church. At every single, at every single divine liturgy, we go back to the call of Isaiah. In every single divine liturgy, we go back to the call of Isaiah. Holy, 
holy, holy Lord God of hosts. Heaven and earth are full of thy glory. We don't do a, we do never do a divine liturgy except there in that presence. Still later, the prophet Jeremiah died in exile in Egypt. He departed this world, but he continues to teach God's people through the book that bears his name. Anybody who's not reading Jeremiah these days has no idea what's going on. If, if, you, if your understanding of the world these days is derived from Fox News or CNN or any of those other nut cakes, Jeremiah sees what's going on. Later still, the prophet Malachi died after writing the short book from which we have read this evening. It's the last book in the prophetic section of the Bible, the Nebuchadnezzar. Most of the biblical prophets, whom we can name, continue through their inspired and canonical writings to teach God's family on earth. They are present to the church through the medium of the Holy Scriptures. It is very different with Elijah because Elijah never died. For the past 3,000 years, Elijah has continued to be active in this world. Did you listen closely to the night's second reading? I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm talking about the part about the intestine, but just the, the, the bigger picture. If you listen closely to the night's second reading, you learn that Elijah wrote this letter to King Jehoram of Judah threatened his life with disease because of his idolatry. Now this seems pretty straightforward. To most Bible readers who do not pay very close attention to what they read. Most Bible readers do not pay any close attention to what they read. They just read it because there's something you get through. They don't pay any attention. If the reader pays close attention to the text, in 2 Chronicles, however, he will notice that Elijah wrote this letter after his ascent into heaven. Mm -hmm. That is to say, the prophet is not dead, he's still writing letters. He is still actively participating in the life of God's people. We observe, for instance, that Elijah came down along with Moses to be with Jesus on the mountain of transfiguration. Indeed, in Mark's account of the event, Elijah is named before Moses, and the verb is in the singular. Ophi aptis Elias sin Moisi keisan salaluntes toyezu. And Elijah appeared to them along with Moses and they were speaking to Jesus. Elijah appears along with Moses. I got this picture in heaven where Elijah is he's getting ready for the transfiguration. I'm going down Moses would you like to go with me? I got that. That's my picture. The verb is singular, off the, 
and Elijah is the subject of it. You see, like the angels, Elijah can return to earth at any time. For this reason, it is common for devout Jews when they celebrate the Passover to set a place at the Seder table just in case Elijah decides to show up. I just think that's magnificent. Indeed, during the Seder, the door is left ajar so that Elijah will not be inconvenienced should he happen to show up. Devout Jews have always believed that Elijah would come again to earth just before the Messiah. The church fathers agree with them on this point. St. Basil and St. Ambrose were among those fathers who believed that the earth will see one more and really big appearance of Elijah just before Gabriel blows the final trumpet because Elijah and Gabriel are just like that. Gabriel is Elijah's good friend. Indeed, when Gabriel announced the coming of John the Baptist, he told Zachary that his son will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Now, in these words of Gabriel, we recognize the text from Malachi, which was this evening's third reading. In the Gospels, we observe that John the Baptist was obliged repeatedly to deny that he himself was Elijah. Elijah, beloved of the Lord, remains ever-present to the church's view of history. He was the prophet who challenged King Ahab and Queen Jezebel. Elijah it was who slew the prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. He still hates the prophets of Baal with that passion. Elijah embodies the prophetic spirit of the church, especially in the church's dealings with the world's political, economic, and social order. Elijah remains forever the conscience of the people of God. The rooster, whose crowing incessantly stirs the consciousness of the church, and sharpens the church's preaching to a prophetic edge. This is the reason the church gives a heightened attention to Elijah's feast every summer. Although this prophet was not permitted to use Jacob's famous ladder at Bethel, he still rides his chariot of fire, constantly summoning the people of God to repentance and vigilance. 
he remains the inveterate, determined enemy of the province of Baal, the baby-killing merchants of Phoenicia. Tonight, we chant the Troparian and Kentuckian of his feast. An angel in the flesh and the cornerstone of the prophets. The second roar forerunner, the coming of Christ. Warriors Elijah sent grace from on high to Elisha to dispel diseases and to cleanse lepers. Therefore, he pours out healings on those who honor him. Tonight, we've come here to honor him. He pours out these healings on us. The Kentuckian, second tone. Prophet Elijah of great renown, seer of mighty works of God. By your command, you held back the rain. Pray for us to the only lover of mankind. Amen.